Good morning. It's such a joy to be back with you today. I uh, am indebted to Garrett for many reasons, uh, uh, not least of which is the opportunity to, uh, uh, to preach. But as you said, uh, Garrett has been a man who's been in my life for, uh, for almost as long as I've been here in the States. And so I, uh, I am uh, very thankful to him for, for all that he's doing here in La Plata and, uh, and what he's doing for the gospel. Uh, but what, also what he's done in my life. So I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, Garrett. Um, please join with me in prayers before we uh, go to God's word. Heavenly Father, you are uh, the mighty creator of all things. Uh, in your hands is power and power unimaginable. And so, Lord, we pray this morning that as we study your word, uh, that you would reveal yourself to us. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy towards us, and we pray, Lord, that you would uh, rejoice in seeing your church built and your congregation uh, strengthened here in La Plata. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Mary Beth and I jumped in the car and drove to Alabama, and if I have any friends in the congregation this morning who are from Alabama or a state close by, you'll know that that's a a long drive, certainly longer than I've ever experienced before. Um, And because we have a 10-month-old, we wanted to make sure that the drive was uh, sort of synced up with as much of her time sleeping as possible. So, uh, of course, we got in the car at 6 o'clock at night. And we arrived at our destination at lunchtime the next day. Uh, And that was tough. It was challenging. There is a special kind of tiredness one feels between the hours of 2 o'clock in the morning and 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, But we made it, tired though we were. But perhaps you can relate. Maybe you've also had a long-haul flight or drive Uh, Perhaps you've pulled an all-nighter studying or or working. Um, We all have that feeling of, goodness, I am so tired. I'm just dog-tired. I can't wait to crawl into bed or or seek an escape from what I'm doing. Um, Certainly in this day and age where time seems to have taken on a, a new component, COVID seems to sort of chip away at our usual reserves of rest, Um, maybe it's the kids in the house or your partner in the house working or it's there's just no escape we all feel tired sometimes I'm sure there's lots of ways to feel tired but there's a unique tiredness a unique burden when we feel the effects of our sin work is affected by sin Our relationships are affected by sin. Our lives, sometimes, oftentimes, burdened by sin. And so we feel tired and weighed down. But you've been fighting against it. You've been fighting against your sin and being sinned against. And yet we feel worn out, sometimes ready to give up. So getting in bed early or taking time off or escaping with entertainment, they all provide relief, but it's temporary relief. 
So our question this morning to this sense of weariness and this sense of being tired and worn out is, is there any lasting rest? Is there any lasting rest? Well, praise God, Jesus says, yes, there is lasting rest. Not only does he say that, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Friends, this morning, Jesus calls the weary and the burdened, the tired, the fed up, the beaten down. He calls them to find rest for their souls. If you have a copy of God's word, I'd invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 11. We're going to be looking this morning specifically at these verses. It begins in verse 25 and runs through to verse 30. So please turn with me to Matthew chapter 11, beginning in verse 25. Let me read that for us. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Friends, Jesus gives rest to the weary. Jesus gives rest to the weary. And this morning, in this beautiful sunshine, in the cool of the morning, under the shade of these trees, in God's beautiful creation, we get to come together as his people and recognize two really encouraging points. One, that Jesus' giving rest to the weary was God's plan. And second, that it's an invitation to you. So this morning, let's consider that Jesus gives rest to the weary, that it's his plan to do that, and that it's an invitation for you. So first, it's indeed God's plan to give rest to the weary. We, th- we see this throughout Scripture. It's the rhythm of the Old Testament. God's people burden themselves with sin as they repeatedly reject God and his blessings. And they sin against him. And then, rightly, God judges them and punishes them. Yet he is merciful and restores his people again and again and again. This is the cycle that we keep on seeing. Sin, 
judgment, mercy. Until God sends his son, Jesus Christ, to break that cycle and to crush the power of sin and death. Indeed, it was God's plan to break that cycle. In verse 25 of our text this morning, we see that Jesus begins by praising his heavenly father because he has hidden his plan to reveal himself in the kingdom of God from the self-righteous and reveal it to the humble. The religious rulers of the day, in their arrogance and pride, had taken God's law and used it to tie down God's people of Israel. And rather than glorifying God, these wise and learned Pharisees enriched themselves. And so Jesus praises God for hiding it, from hiding these things uh, from the arrogant and the self-righteous, from the wise and the learned. And he praises God for revealing himself to the meek, the humble, the outcast, these little children. This distinction, friends, was not by chance. This distinction was God's plan. It reveals God's character. He is both just and merciful. He judges these unrepentant, arrogant, and prideful Pharisees by hiding himself from them, but shows mercy to the little children in revealing himself, and mercy to us by revealing himself to us. Jesus says, Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. God is pleased to fulfill his divine plan by revealing his kingdom to those with childlike faith. So friend, what does your faith look like? As you grow in your knowledge of God, do you also grow in your dependence on God? Is your faith childlike? like the ones that Jesus is praising God for revealing himself to in our text this morning. So the good news is that we were never meant to find lasting rest in ourselves. That's impossible. I mean, it, it only takes the weekly process of going to work on Monday after a weekend of rest to then find yourself tired again by Friday or maybe earlier in the week. We understand that it's impossible for us under our own power to find lasting rest. And so the good news is that God has not left us to our own devices, not left us under our own power to find this rest. The good news is that God's plan was to give rest through Christ. Jesus is the only one who is able to give lasting rest. Look again with me at our text. In verse 27, Jesus says, All things have been committed to me by my Father. Jesus has unique power. But more than that, Jesus has unique knowledge and unique authority. He goes on to say, 
no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Jesus is the only one who can offer lasting rest because He is the only one with this unique power and authority and knowledge. He is the only one who can provide us this lasting rest. And so again, I ask the question to you, my friend, here this morning, where are you looking to for your rest? Are there ways that you've been tempted to doubt that Jesus is the one who can provide you with this rest? I would ask you, I would challenge you to to question those doubts. Not to deny those doubts, but to question them. If I am doubting that Jesus can fulfill the promise to deliver to me lasting rest, why is that? I think you'll find as you read God's word and as you pray to him for knowledge, that you'll see that Jesus has the ability, the power, the unique knowledge of God, the unique relationship with God to be able to deliver on that promise. Jesus is the one to reveal to us the knowledge of God. It was, uh, it was the purpose of incarnation. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We know God not by worldly knowledge, not by some social status. We know God not because of the size of our bank account or the, the shape of our resume or the neat and tidiness of our home and our families. We know God only because of the supernatural grace that is afforded us through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one who chooses to reveal God to whom he chooses. And so Christian... Your faith is no accident. There are no circumstantial Christians who just found themselves in the right place at the right time. Your faith is because Jesus chose to reveal himself to you. Praise God for that. And to my non-Christian friends, to, to those who are not following Christ, you are not ignorant of who God is. Don't miss that. The fact that we're studying his word together this morning is God's grace to you. Jesus is inviting you now through this very text that we are studying to know him, to go to him, to find rest in him. Will you respond? It pleases God to make himself known to the humble and needy. With joy he gives rest to the weary, because that was his plan from the beginning. So our second point, this is Jesus' invitation to you. Let's take a beat. Let's just take a moment and just pull apart verse 28. Just look with me at verse 28 again. And we'll take this slow, because each little phrase is unbelievable. Verse 28, Jesus says, Come to me. Jesus, the incarnate Son of God, the Word made flesh, 
who has had all things committed to him, has this unique knowledge and relationship with God, is the one who chooses to reveal himself to those who he chooses to reveal himself. Jesus is the one who is saying, come to me. It's an incredible invitation. It's an invitation that, come, that is to come to God himself. Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened. The invitation is for all people. Everyone here. Every car that's passing by. It's to all people who are tired of their sin. It's not to the righteous. It's not to the perfect. It's not to the wealthy and the powerful. Jesus' Jesus' invitation is to the weary and the burdened. If the elite, like Saul of Tarsus, responds to this invitation, it'll be exactly the same way as the despised, like Zacchaeus, the tax collector, responds. A divine miracle. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus is the full and final resolution to our crushing burden of sin. When we read that verse, I would just encourage you to make sure that you emphasize that I Jesus is the one who is going to give rest. Jesus is the one who went to the cross and bore the sin for all of those who would repent. Jesus is the one who rose from the dead. Jesus is the one who advocates for us and sits at the right hand of the Father in power. Jesus is the one who is beckoning us to come and find rest in Him. The invitation is generous it's gracious and personal and it only has one condition that you feel your need of him we do not deserve jesus's gracious invitation his generous invitation but we desperately need it the invitation is generous and it's also uniting it's an invitation to unite with jesus Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, are his next words. So to take a yoke upon you is to join with someone to pull a load. I don't know if you've ever sort of run out of gas in your car or, you know, bogged a tractor. I don't know if bogged is an American expression. It's like when you run into a lot of dirt and you get stuck. I promise you it's a real word. Um, But if you join together with someone pulling on a rope or pushing a car, then you are joining with them in the work that you're intending to do. So this is an invitation to join with Jesus in the work that he's calling us to. He's not not calling us to, to retreat and shrink from the world, separate ourselves from everyone else. He's calling us to work. He's calling us to bring glory to God and to to bring glory to God's kingdom. The Pharisees taught in a way that burdened the people of Israel. Jesus teaches in a way that gives life to the people. Jesus says, learn from me. 
Yoke yourself with me. Join with me. The lessons that Jesus teaches are not easy. Just remember the capstone to the, uh, to the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus says, to, to sum it all up, be perfect as my heavenly Father is perfect. Or when many of his disciples deserted him because of his teaching about the Lord's Supper, they said on hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching, who can accept it? So to be yoked with Jesus and to learn from him is not an easy thing. But Jesus says, come to me and find rest. Join with me in this work. My burden is light and my yoke is easy. As we join with him in that yoke, in that work, it's a difficult task. And yet Jesus says, I am the one who is going to bear the load. You're not meant to do it by yourself. You're not meant to do it under your own strength. You're meant to rely and lean completely on Christ. To attempt to live a good life, good enough to be okay with God under your own power is foolish. Your morality is pride. Your good works in your own hands are filthy rags in God's sight. There's nothing more cringeworthy than a Christian who talks a lot about being good and thinks little to relying on Christ for that. So what does it look like for you to be united with Christ in both the work of glorifying his father and learning from Jesus? For me, it means reliance. It means dependence. It means checking myself in my pride and my arrogance that I would have a full grasp of God's word. It's one of the reasons why Garrett prays, as he does from this pulpit, that God would help us. God would be with us. The Holy Spirit would fill us, especially as we read his word, so that we would know him more, love him more, and rely on him more. Finally, friends, I just, I just want to draw our attention to this idea of rest. It's the promise that, that we have in this text. It's the invitation that Jesus makes to us. This generous, this uniting invitation to rest. Because his yoke is easy. And because his burden is light. That's the reason we can find rest in him. Jesus' invitation is the promise of lasting rest. Not temporary rest. The effect of sin is a breaking of relationship with God and a breaking of relationship with each other. The fruit of sin is turmoil and tragedy and trial. And to be honest with you this morning, I am tired of feeling angry and feeling sad. I'm tired of injustice. I'm tired of sickness and I'm tired of death. I'm tired of asking, how long, O oh Lord, will you forget your people forever? 
The wages of sin is death. Christian or not, deep in your soul, you know that there is rest to be had. But where do we go for lasting rest? We respond to this invitation from Jesus Christ to come to him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So where is the justice? God will finally deliver perfect justice from every sin ever committed. Where is the mercy? God has provided it by sending his son to be a sacrifice in our place, bearing the burden of our sin. Will there be lasting rest? Yes. Jesus invites you to come. Find rest for your souls. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's a verse that you would do well, we would do well to memorize before the sun goes down today. It's a neat summary of God's plan. And it's an awesome invitation from the Son of God. Jesus gives rest. If you are weary and burdened, do not delay. Go to Jesus for lasting rest. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are the one that we find rest in. You are the one who gives us the power and the ability to live for your glory. Lord, thank you for sending your son to die in our place. Thank you for providing us with eternal rest. I pray, Lord, that we would stand in that rest today, regardless of our circumstance. Know your love for us in your rest. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.